1: It is shaping up to be the year's largest IPO, SoftBank's chipmaker Arm, confidentially filing to go public today. That's the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Hey, D.
0: Carl, so it's been a long road back to public markets for Arm. To refresh your memories, SoftBank bought it back in 2016 for $32 billion. NVIDIA tried to buy it for $40 billion, ultimately shot down by regulators. SoftBank's master son, he then devoted himself entirely to get this thing listed as his company struggles under falling private tech valuations. And so here we are, confidential filing that lets SoftBank and Arm gauge interest before an actual debut and figure out where valuation lands. Now, between 30 and 70%, Seventy billion dollars has been reported. And that is a huge range that reflects the uncertainties in the broader markets and an IPO market that has essentially been dead for the last year. Arm would be the biggest debut not only in that time frame, but over the last decade as well, if it raises between 8 and $10 billion, it lands somewhere between an Uber and Rivian-sized fundraise. Those were some of the biggest of the last decade. Now, Arm, along with a few other key names, breathe some life into this listings market. And if they go well, they could open the floodgates for more to follow. There's Kenvu, a consumer health spinoff from j j That's expected to list at the end of this week and raise more than $3 billion. $3 billion, by the way, that is more than the combined total of new IPO so far this year. There's also Instacart, a rare non spin off or corporate carve-out. It could follow. It's been looking for the right conditions to go public. It filed confidentially last year and then withdrew that filing. So Arm and Kenview could pave the way for them. And then others, like Stripe and other private companies that have been private for a very long time. For investors, more broadly, a revived IPO market. That could be seen as an endorsement for the health of the rally that we've seen this year, especially in tech. Carl and Sarah, I was just looking at mobile. That was another recent IPO, a big one, and maybe encouraging for the market. IPO to 21 bucks a share. It's trading at 36. So those gains have been sustainable.
1: Yeah, interesting too, given what they said about some of the uh, EV markets in China in the last couple of days. I guess the bigger question would be you know, a lot of the, you mentioned Instacart and Kenview, and there's been talk about some restaurants. I mean, which sectors would lead any kind of revival in IPO since we are down 22% on the year?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And over the last few years, right, it's been a lot of tech IPOs, and those are the ones that have suffered as well. You know, the IPO class of 2021, when we saw a lot of the high-flying names in fintech and enterprise software, and, you know, those gains have not been sustainable. And that's really what scared off, you know, a lot of tech companies from going public. So if we see that revived, I think in a big way, that could revive that IPO market and open the window for others. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting to see what conditions they're looking for in terms of the timing of all of this, uh, should it happen soon.
2: AI has been one of the biggest hot-button points, uh, we'll call it, one of the biggest debates within mega-cap tech right now. Uh, Altimeter's Brad Gerstner just lit into Alphabet for losing its edge to Microsoft and OpenAI in an interview on CNBC's Halftime Report. Let's dig into that in tech check with our very own dear Jabosa today. Uh, Deirdre, I don't know if you caught it, but basically he was saying, you know, a lot of people have said, come on, you know, Google's just going to be just fine and it's going to come back around. And he's like, no, I'm at Microsoft lead counts and it might be growing. Yeah, he was basically saying they need to become more urgent, and that comes
0: amidst reports that Google's you know, panicking inside, that they've lost their AI lead to a Microsoft. Now, at the crux of this conversation as well, Kelly, yes, AI is the hot-button issue, but also this idea of a wartime versus peacetime CEO that we haven't seen in some time. like CEO that is able to cut costs where possible, but also keep that edge in terms of innovation. Mark Zuckerberg, wartime CEO. Satya Nadella, wartime CEO. Sundar Pichai, I think the market is still trying to decide if he can get tough on this. So you mentioned Brad Gerstner of Altmer Capital. Listen to what he said. It was pretty brutal. If I'm the CEO of Google, I have one job. I have one job, do not let ChatGPT secure a leadership position in search and discovery when it comes to AI. And that's exactly what's happened. 200 million people now treat ChatGPT a verb as synonymous with discovery in the age of AI. Kelly, I don't know about you, but I've started using, you know, generative AI a lot more in my day-to-day. And the first place I go is OpenAI, not BARD, actually. I went to both today. BARD gave me the correct answer. Hmm. But that's the problem here, is that Google has a much deeper history in AI, more tools, more resources. They've been working on this for so long, but Microsoft has just captured the consumer here with a big splashy open um, product launch. Google's gonna have a chance on May 10th at their Google I.O. developer conference, but you have to wonder if you're going to see a difference. Sundar Pachai is he going to be cautious and thoughtful as he has been, or is he going to come out and make a splash? I think a lot of folks think he needs to make that splash.
2: Yeah, and I took uh, Brad Gersner's point that he doesn't mind Google being second, but just kind of come in in a big, splashy way and say, OK, here we are. And he, he hasn't gotten that vibe. And of course, even Pichai doing 60 Minutes, kind of warning about the AI yeah. dangers. So now attention turns to what they uh, what else they might have on the table. I guess, George, the question just also becomes, or the significance becomes, was, You know, he wrote the open letter to meta right that kind of started the year of efficiency i mean yeah he has people's ear in the valley he has people's ear in tech and mm-hmm. uh, you you wonder if the response from google will be as humble as the response from zuckerberg was that is a great point kelly and i can tell you he's not the only person
0: speaking like this saying that you know he's kind of disappointed that sundar pichai hasn't done more i've talked to many founders and investors as well that say that sundar needs to do a little bit more That said, it is still extremely, extremely early, and there are some things that Sundar Pachai and Alphabet is doing, like bringing its deep mind into the fold, restructuring so that they can do more. So there's still time, there's still space, and this is going to be a long runway for Alphabet to catch up here. But it is remarkable that we're saying catch up when it has— thought to have had the lead for so long. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But really, you know, I think many people call it an existential moment for Google. And just going back to the point that I'm using generative AI more, and that's taking my time away from Google I was
2: going to ask you what you were using it for. Was this like stock queries or? <laughs>
0: you know what I asked? I asked if Arm was ever a public company. Oh. OpenAI told me that it was not. It was always private. In fact, it was a public company yeah. and SoftBank bought it on the open market. So bar was correct, so you got to be careful. I mean, the answer from OpenAI was extremely convincing. I asked it several different ways, and I that's an all easy question, right? Don't you think it's that's easy? That's, a, that's a softball.
2: That's a lay. Wow! Tell Gerstner, man, he's going to ch- he's better start buying Google shares today <laughs> as a result of this. Deirdre, thank you very much. Save big money on everything.